0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Along the Keel. My name is Captain Zach, and in this episode, I speak with Ben Shruptrein of Drift Dog Outfitters. Ben comes from a long history of having artists in his family, so it was no surprise that when he went to college, he decided to study graphic design. And after years of working in the outdoor industry, he decided that it was time to start a brand of his own, and he created Drift Dog Outfitters as a way to pay homage the outdoor lifestyle that he's always lived since uh, he was young so it was great talking with ben learning all about drift dog and this is a brand new business for him so it's even better to kind of you know get a first view as to what drift dog will be looking like in the near future so with that i hope you guys enjoy this episode of the show make sure to stay tuned for the end we do have some cool announcements coming up and uh i hope you enjoy how's it going ben
1: great. <laughs> yeah, I like the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, so that's the original Drift Dog, right?
1: Yes, it is. So it's the uh, actually the first one we ever created. Uh After the logo came out, we just want to go ahead and just uh we created the OG, which is the it's the gray and white that uh everyone bought at the very beginning that started pretty much the company. So
0: right, and now you got the Drift Dog shirt on. What is that? A blue. Oh, yeah. This,
1: this is the first trial. This is the okay. uh, actually the. Pacific side so we call it on the radar on the radar and it comes in a a sun hoodie and a shirt for sun protection I started it back in August so it was sunny then and now it's fall
0: so I decided (laughs) getting cold now (laughs)
1: yeah man blue doesn't work yeah the blue doesn't work on the trout stream so
0: right 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 so now you're over in Tennessee right oh yeah okay we're in Tennessee
1: uh, we're in Chattanooga, Tennessee, East right. Tennessee. So, if you were looking at the map, it's the bottom right-hand corner of Tennessee. Okay. A lot of people don't know about the word Chattanooga. Some people do, <laughs> um, but it's actually the uh, I think it's the third biggest city in Tennessee. So.
0: All right. Yeah, I think I think everyone thinks of um, Nashville being the main ma- Nashville, and then country music. Yeah, exactly. Country yeah. music. Yeah, that's pretty much what Tennessee yeah. is known for. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hey man, welcome to Along the Keel. It's a real pleasure to be able to uh to squeeze you in, and get you on the podcast. I know mm-hmm. we're kind of going back and forth, but man, it's great, you know, having met through John, um <laughs> which was which is a crazy story. And for those listening at home, uh a friend of mine, well now a friend and a friend of Ben as well, um, messaged me on Instagram about two weeks ago. No, yeah. maybe more, like maybe about a month ago, and he was just talking about going on fishing so we went fishing and then a week later he is looking for a fly reel right and yeah, uh yeah $40 fly reel and ben was looking or did you were you selling it or was he buying it
1: no he he was selling it actually and okay. i i usually just i have a bunch of groups on facebook and uh buy or sell trade and i usually see you know the sage reels going for a thousand dollars and then i saw an orvis for forty dollars i'm like i gotta I, I was about to say, I was like, I got to save him money, but I got to message this dude. So it worked out and, uh, it, uh, chain reaction happened and, I
0: uh, ended up here. So it's, we're here. it's, it's <laughs> absolutely insane what happens and how, how things work. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy how everything is a chain reaction. It really is. And I'm sure that's kind of, you know, how you eventually came to find, um, drift dog. So yeah. in, in like, a brief summary. What is Drift Dog? What are we getting into here?
1: All right. So when I was 12 years old, around 12 years old, I had the dream of creating this brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know what it was going to be, whether it was going to be outdoors or it was going to be sports. I was big into sports back then. And, uh, I took a trip to Montana with my dad and my mom, my brother didn't get to go. That was a sad day. Uh, but I fell in love with fly fishing. And I took a drift drift trip down the Yellowstone, and uh,
0: not a bad spot.
1: Yeah, not a bad spot at all. And uh, I mean, I missed at least fifty fish on that trip. Mm-hmm. I was twelve years old. That's probably why I didn't have the skill set I did today. Um, I want to go back <laughs>
0: because I would load. The, Who doesn't load want to go? Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll load the boat. But after that trip, I kind of. I'm a really competitive guy, and mm-hmm. I would noticed how many I was missing, and um, that got me into the world of fly fishing. And from there, my dad and I, and my brother, and and my pa- or both my parents took trips uh, fly fishing. From there, and uh, as time went on, and I went into graphic design school at University of Tennessee, mm-hmm. I noticed that I had this skill of uh, a vi- visualization skill of uh, creating this brand and when I knew those two meshed together at the end of college, I, I I had to do something. And, um, a lot of people like they see me as like this young guy that's like trying to, trying to make it. And, uh, it's, it's honestly just me taking that leap of faith. And, uh, I got I had to do it. So anyways, my dad and I, uh, found this drift boat online, uh, on Facebook marketplace, just how, I, hey, <laughs> just how this happened.
0: Facebook marketplace and, is bringing people uh, together. <laughs>
1: doing it man that's how that's how I connect but anyways uh yeah my dad uh, and i found this fi- uh strip boat in pennsylvania and we drove all the way to Pen- or he drove all the way to pennsylvania and i couldn't go but uh he dri- drove it back and we needed a name for it and we have this really iconic dog in our family and his name is captain mm-hmm. if you know the shepherd family you know captain <laughs> and um that's we awesome. had to name it after him uh, and, and it was going to be named, um, I mean, we, I was thinking about the dog names and how that works. And I was sitting down at, um, uh, dinner with my, um, uh, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, uh, Ray and Ray and Ann Esslinger, and which I would live on their farm right now. It's beautiful as you can oh, see. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> True and, Tennessee living right there.
1: Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, um, anyways, they came up with the name drift dog and it sparked right there and i was like okay that's cool um i didn't even know about the brand yet i didn't even have to think about it yet mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of days went by and i i no joke woke up and i i was just I always think about fly fishing uh <laughs> like <Of course>. daily <laughs> and uh the the drift dog name kept echoing in my head and um People are noticing it on Facebook, like my dad posting pictures of the drift dog, and like, Oh, that's cool," mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I was like, "That's the name. Like, that's so catchy, and I can go a lot of different directions with it. Doesn't matter about fly fishing; it could be outdoors or right. um, anything like that." So, the dream. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live the dream, man. That's where I'm Whoa. at right now.
0: <laughs> Living the dream in Tennessee, out on the farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As my uncle, I have an uncle who, you know, his saying is, uh, living off the fat, the fat of the land. There you go. (laughs) There you go. So, you know, taking it back a little bit, you you know, you mentioned a trip to Montana and Yellowstone and you and I, you know, we spoke before this and we talked about traveling and trips and, and going out West and in the Western United States in particular is, is just such an incredible place to be. And I'm sure you can agree to that because, you know, Tennessee is, you know, it's, uh, right. I don't know. How do you even describe Tennessee in the United States? Like geographically? Uh,
1: I'd say. So geographically, I, I call it, oh, in the city of Chattanooga. I call it the spider web. Okay. Um, a lot of people, um, I've heard people call it that. And it's pretty much a state that leads to different states. Mm, so it's the middle ground. It, it, even in, even in war back in the day, it was the middle ground. Right. and, you can go. You can go to West Virginia. You can go to Florida in a matter of of time that actually makes sense to people for driving. Right. So you're from Tennessee, you fly fish. You're outdoorsman. You can go any. I mean, Montana is a far away. I mean, I flew yeah. then, but it's still a connection. And uh, you can go everywhere from the south to north. So and right. it, it in time pretty much. So that's why I call it the spider web because it's a web of of uh, routes.
0: Okay. Interesting. I'd never heard of that, but I can totally see why that would work. And. Yeah. You know, there's got there's something to be said about traveling, but traveling for the purpose of going outside and really yeah. seeing different parts of the country. And you know, I've been fortunate to be able to travel to almost every state, um, yeah. and I have yet to find a state that doesn't have some sort of beauty to it. Right? There's always something, whether it's a a one off hike, maybe in Iowa. You know, I I actually drove through Iowa. It wasn't my favorite <laughs> state, but I'm sure there's beautiful yeah. places there. Uh, Montana, yeah. in particular, though, and, and in Wyoming, I have never had a bad time there. Never, uh-huh. no, never, never. So, people that
1: there, yeah, uh,
0: are they just? I mean, the people that live there don't even
1: get it. bored of this beauty, too. It's, <laughs> I mean, they're such nice people, yeah.
0: such nice people. And you know what's cool about the people there is they're just. I mean, man, they're like something that no other state has. I mean, gritty, yeah, just. They're they're interesting, needless to say. And coming yeah. from the Northeast, um, there's a certain stereotype that I think runs through the Northeast. And uh, mm-hmm. it definitely is not the truth in Montana. So growing up, you know, a lot of these trips, they they seem to have made you into the person that you are today, right, to some degree. You know, oh, yeah. take me back to some of those trips that, you know, you were – really kind of setting the ground, you know, for what drift dog would become. And, you know, not only that, but your career in this outdoor space, because I want to touch upon that as well. You know, you're just not this person that has a brand, you've been involved in some pretty significant things, you know, all related to the graphic design world, but all in the outdoor industry. And it's very cool to kind of see that career, even at such a young age, you know,
1: yeah, uh, speaking about leading up to the the brand and how I got here, not just as an outdoorsman, but um, I mean, trips to, to like Telluride, Colorado, mm-hmm. like um, just out in the mountain, the middle of the mountains, backcountry, you have no idea where you are, um, to even like the Great Smoky Mountains that's only almost like two hours from Chattanooga, um, and you can get up there in no time and be in the backcountry where, I mean, a foot hasn't been placed on the ground, right? And that's the beauty of it all is to me is being in a place. I mean, it's not just fly fishing either. you don't even care if I catch a fish. It's being in a place that not a lot of people have been, and it's still beautiful at the same time, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that me being out the, out the, I'm sorry, me being in the outdoors is, it shows me that like, I can, I mean, I've been there alone a lot of times, but it's kind of my therapy and, mm-hmm. uh, where I where I do my thinking uh, about life and how, where I where I actually acknowledge like things that happen in life and sure I think that goes for everyone else is um, it doesn't only matter and that's where I came up with the slogan that to my company Drift Dog uh, find your drift mm-hmm. and that's all about finding your place it doesn't matter what it is in the outdoors uh, whether it be hiking climbing uh fishing biking doesn't matter being outside i mean sitting on the dock at, at your lake house i mean yeah it doesn't matter. you're you're finding your drift and then you're finding yourself in the outdoors and i feel like that's a really good uh inspiration to people is um i mean you see a lot of companies that they're all about them getting people outdoors right right but we have to understand why we're doing that right. and why it's it's so important and uh, it just like like you said like um, with Wyoming and and Montana, when you go out there and you look at those mountains and you see the stream and you see the trout and you see the people that live there, there's, it's it's like no other, and you'll never forget it. It's unbelievable how yeah. um, li- actual life is out there, and I mean, even the oxygen in the and the it's air, right? man, you can breathe. It's yeah. it's unbelievable, and um, yeah, I love it out there.
0: Yeah, no, and there there's something to be said about stepping off the plane or getting off after a long car ride. And you finally get to the destination where you're going to start that adventure right at the, at the trailhead or maybe you're putting on your pack or, you know, turning the key to the boat and you're, you're finally past the break wall. Um, just a difference in oxygen and air and like the, that tastes different. And I feel like it's though those that are listening, even though it sounds a little crazy, they still understand what we're trying to say. You know what I mean? And, and find your drift is such a great slogan because I think it really takes the form of multiple different, I think there's multiple different meanings to it. You know, there's finding your why, but also like persevering through whatever you got going on. And, you know, mm-hmm. that really is a good relationship with, you know, the outdoors being your therapy. And I, and I find the same thing, you know, for me growing up, going out on Narragansett Bay, going out on the ocean was always my therapy. You know, if I was Mm -hmm. having a rough day, I'm going to go for a boat ride or I'm just going to go for a paddle. Right. And and it sounds as though that was kind of the same thing growing up for you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's this transition from you loving the outdoors, right. And, and being a, an avid outdoorsman to, all right, now we got to get in with the, uh, you know, we got to get in with society a little bit, right? We got to, we got to do the college thing. We got to go to work. We got to afford the lifestyle that we want to live so that we can go play outside and go fishing all the time. Um, so what, what did that, so were you, you went to high school, you graduated, you went to college. You said you actually applied to RISD, which is super cool. Cause that's here in Rhode yeah. Island. Um, shout out <laughs> yeah. to little roadie, you know, did you know, um, Seth McFarlane of <laughs> yeah. family guy he created, um, He's from Rhode Island. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then that's I'm why he town. created Family Guy is in is in Rhode Island.
1: Oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah, I, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah,
0: Quahog, right? Is the name of the town. Quahog, yeah. <laughs> it's actually called Quahog. But uh I'm just, you know, details. Um <laughs> Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what was your transition into getting into graphic design because that is very interesting you know line of work especially when you're combining it with the outdoor industry
1: yeah so uh my grandfather was a world-renowned artist watercolor artist really and my dad is a world-renowned watercolor artist currently and um shout out to alan <laughs> <laughs> he uh he and my actually my mom was a designer uh for buster brown as well which is uh the crea- or one of the creators of snoopy you've heard of it peanuts really she's design baby clothes. So my whole, I was literally born into this artist family and I'm not going to say like I was forced or anything. I was not forced at all. Mm. Um, yeah. I sure, took okay. the passion for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. So I, I, would, I fell in love with the arts and I was great at art in high school and I wasn't good at anything else. Really. Uh, you should look at my math grades. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> Same here. And, and that's where, I mean, my brother is great at math, he's a mechanical engineer uh, there's always he, one uh, in the for, family <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's in that uh and he does he does crazy stuff in atlanta for the government so uh but anyways i was uh i had to find honestly i had to find my drift in a way <laughs>
0: there you go
1: and i had to find a way of what i what was my purpose in life mm-hmm. um and you know, I knew it was going to be art and I applied to SCAD and I applied, I was going to, I was, gonna, I was actually going to play lacrosse in college. And I was looking at, um, Rhode Island and using all the art schools mm-hmm. and I found myself thinking, well, wow. I mean, yeah, it's a great opportunity, but at the same time, I gotta, I gotta kinda, I mean, I wanted to stay home, but at the same time I wanted to excel in the arts and I just fell in love with the uh, UT graphic design school and, uh, not graphic. I didn't fall in love with the graphic design school. I fell in love with UT first mm-hmm. and found out they had a graphic design program. I didn't even know what graphic design was yeah. until I was like a senior in high school. Um, I did logos for people on the side, like mm-hmm. fifteen dollars a pop. Uh, I did music videos, album covers, That's you name awesome. it, for the people at high school, like commitment pictures and stuff like that for people that go off to play D one football. Sure, things like that and I knew I could do it. And I knew I had the artistic ability to create stuff on or digitally on a laptop. Yep. And that's what my parents and my grandfather didn't have back then uh, to do. So they, I mean, they took on a different path. So my path is graphic design. And that's where it kind of orients and, and drift dog uh, later on after college. So,
0: huh, that's really interesting. And the fact that your family is like this, artist you know a group of artists right and that's Mm -hmm. it's not something you see a lot of you know and especially for your mom and dad right like for instance Mm -hmm. my mom is she's a pretty artsy person so you know she she gets it like it clicks and i've had her design some stuff for me and and draw things up but my dad you give him a pencil and you know he's likely to break the thing in half like he's not a very artsy and design guy great at other things but not design um so You you start to do some graphic design in high school, you, you know, which is very cool because that's a lot of times how things kind of formulate into what you're going to do in the future, right? You don't even know it. And it seems as though Drift Dog takes along takes that path as well, you know, as a lot of other companies do. Is you know a few guys in a basement that they figure out how to do something, but they all love doing it in the past. They just didn't realize that that would be the thing down the road. So. Mm-hmm. But why the outdoors? Like I know you're an avid outdoorsman, but why transition into something that you know you're you're doing design work for these outdoor-based companies, and you're you're working with other companies, um, and now you work for the zoo, you know, on the side, right? Drift dog, and so how does that all work? How does that all play into one another?
1: So uh, actually, my one of my senior thesis statements uh, was how nature and the outdoors involves graphic design and and Mm -hmm. how we get it, how we get graphic design or design art from the outdoors. And uh, I was a kid, like growing up, I was a kid that noticed, I mean, you can ask my parents, it's weird, that noticed things that others don't Mm -hmm. graphic visually. And just like if, um, if a company changed their logo, I'd be the guy, hey, they changed their logo, they changed the eye on the logo. Are they change this color to a, a different hex pattern or th- things like that. And I noticed on all the trips I've been out west and, or, um, and trips, I mean, even to Maine, the ghost striper fishing, things mm-hmm. like that, like how, how nature it it's all about patterns and it's all about, um, it's the different color placements and, and it's how, I mean, it was created and, um, I believe that, that 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 visually we see things that um, that are beautiful to us and that's what was how it was created in design so mm-hmm. um, it, that's a little bit complicated but uh, I I get inspired by the outdoors but for graphic design wise and that's why I think that led me to drift dog and um, actually taking that leap of faith and and all it wasn't, it wasn't just me; it was my wife too, and, and how she markets things. And and she has a vi- she has a visual side to her; she does photography. Um, so we have we have this uh, this great uh, combo to this company, mm-hmm.
0: you know. And how's that been? I mean, so you guys kind of get to this position where you know you have a full time job, right? And all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh man, Drift Dog, let me create this brand right and taking that leap of faith and it's out of thin air right and i think that's so cool cuz yeah. what people don't realize is when you're starting anything a company mm-hmm. a brand a, a blog a podcast a youtube channel whatever right that creativity that's in your head is being you know brought to someone else on a on a platform you know and everyone yeah. has their own platforms yours happens to be graphic design which is beautiful because it transfers over so well into yeah. creating apparel you know you go,
1: man. um
0: so you know walk me through like the steps of you know the from the first t-shirt to you know where you are today yeah. because it's such a cool story you do something you're doing something with kickstarter you started out and you like sold out and all of a sudden you know the wheels are greased and, and it's you and your wife just kind of taking it on and being passionate about something
1: um. So from the beginning, we had to make a concept. So every single time I design something, it has to be a theme of uh, and I and I grab something. I usually grab like a memory of like wh- where I've been in the outdoors. And mm-hmm. for this T-shirt, we were in Mosquito Lagoon, red fishing, and in, in, uh, in Florida. And it's it's crazy how this uh, we, we just talked about nature, and uh I noticed that every you know every single time you cast, there's obviously a ripple. Right. That land uh, on the water. And uh I was told by many guides and stuff like that that the lighter you are on the fly, the the, the better the fishing is because they're not they're gonna think it's natural. The redfish right. are. And uh this ripple kind of design was in my mind. So the back of the shirt is um is is a ripple and also ripple, the target mm-hmm. symbolized radar and the radar also symbolizes uh, the military which is also involves my dog because he's a, he's a german shepherd so it it all flows in it's 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 crazy how my mind thinks but mm. um i start with something like that and i kind of progress it seasonally so if it's the fall we're gonna go with darker colors or right. we're gonna do something that people can wear when it's 60 to 40 degrees outside sure where they're comfortable and I also don't base it off of oh this is what Johnny would like right I base it off of what Drift Dog uh, like what people perceive Drift Dog as right um uh seasonally so the kickstarter is out right now um we're 20% in we're on time which mm-hmm. is good I'm a little nervous about it. we got to get those people uh, rolling into it uh yeah I mean everyone's going to be nervous you got to leave it with faith but uh, I just, got uh, just manage that. But, uh, yeah, so we have a bunch fall collection as October, the October editions, cause mm-hmm. every single month we drop an edition, um, line. And we have, uh, from hoodies to t-shirts, to long sea performance shirts, uh, this hat, the OG, yep. um, and we're pretty much just spreading the brand. I mean, uh, the reason why I don't go into the whole art ideas later on i'll be put, pushing more art into the design but right um the reason why we, that is because we have to make a brand for ourselves and that's and that's sure. the logo and that's the drift dog and people have to understand oh that's drift dog and not like they can't mess with anything else so that's our target audience right now and uh, we're getting
0: there what i think is interesting about drift dog and what happens with what you guys got going on and how things seem to be moving and in such a great direction is that you guys kind of come at it from a different angle, right? You're not your typical apparel brand or brand in general. And in the sense that going back to really the core of Drift Dog and how you really can make a pattern from every single shirt and how that shirt, it almost as if you're you're trying to mimic the ecosystem. Right. And it's not as if you just, you, you saw a cool picture, you made it and and now it's on a shirt and sending it in the mail to someone. Right. You're, you're really taking this in, in, you know, in a very detailed way that I find so interesting, like you describing how the fly lands on the water and how that, you know, you're trying trying to mimic something that then you can catch a fish. Right. Yeah. And that's a super cool way and how the ripple plays into it. But how do you think this all ties back into your your high school thesis? Cuz I find that to be very interesting into how it's brought you into the point that you are today and how you're going about designing things. And you you're so right in the sense that nature really designs things in a certain way, right? From, you know, why le- why leaves can, you know, have water droplets roll off them so that it goes down to the roots and the roots then, you know, get nutrients and so on and so forth and same thing with the ocean, right? I mean, if you look at the ocean, it's all a pattern, right? And yeah. when humans interact with it, chances are that pattern is going to change. I mean, I know here in Rhode Island, there's the the Point Judith Harbor Refuge, right? And when the Harbor Refuge was built, all of a sudden sand and sediment got moved away and beaches got stripped away. And now it's, you know, now there's sandbars, right? There's bars out off of the Rhode Island coastline. But, you know, there's this pattern. And I really like how you've involved that into the brand, how do you see yourself going forward with that? You know, because I got to imagine that that kind of carries over into the textiles itself, right? Like it's not just the design it's, it's trying to mimic the seasons and and trying to go with how things are going to perform for someone that's out in the outdoors.
1: Exactly. And, uh, I think that, uh, not with this, the sport of fishing, but, uh, with the outdoors, you kind of, uh, people that love the outdoors, see things just like I was mentioned before. And they, Mm -hmm. They see um, just everything that happens in nature, from the sea to to the mountains. It doesn't really matter. What, like, but but what, what Drift Dog does in a design form is, it, is it, it dives deeper into the sense of uh, why we love the outdoors. Yeah. As if you go out the outdoors and you say, "Oh, I love the outdoors," that's great. Uh, yeah, you do. But if if you get to a place in, uh, in your life where you see why you love the outdoors and what, what, what you see, mm-hmm. uh, Like yes, guess are beautiful mountains. Yes. That is a beautiful river. That's a beautiful brown trout. Right. But why the spots on a brown trout matter, right? Why, why, you know, or why did the, why do the stripes on a tuna matter? Or, or why did the, we have waves, um, that, you know, that we have to get past, mm-hmm. uh, things like that, what, that outdoorsmen go th- or outdoors men and women go through, On a regular day basis and they see that and um they they're hungry for it right Um, which is uh, this is cool to see
0: so and it's cool how people have different perspectives right like you might find that the spots on the on a speckled trout are beautiful but i might find that you know the snout on it is is really what's the cool part right and (laughs) it's so wild and i always you know you see those like uh those memes right where all of a sudden, they show you a picture and they say like, oh, this is what you thought it was. But if you take a look at it this way, then it's completely different, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. which is, I think, kind of what you're trying to portray in a sense, because, you know, you're you're giving someone your perspective, but really it allows them to kind of think a little bit deeper and reel it in as to what their perspective of the outdoors is now.
1: God, I for that.
0: OK, let's
1: see it. Go ahead.
0: No, I want to see what's the proof. So,
1: people don't people don't realize what's on this hat. What do you see?
0: I see captain, and it looks like there's drift dog on the bottom. Here, pull pull All it
1: over. Alright, so the, you say you're good at it. Okay, so from a far <laughs> distance, you're captain with a fish, right? Yeah. So, but in the ripples, you see drift dog. So that's kind of the whole the nature aspect is what as what people see and what people don't see in nature. Right. So I mean that's that's my take on it. So it's really cool that this is even brought up is uh, I never knew this was gonna happen on this podcast is how like my actual th- thoughts of going into uh, designing Drift Dog in a way.
0: Yeah, well, you know, here on Along the Kill Podcast, we'd like to dig into every nook and cranny.
1: <laughs> <Man>.
0: <laughs> we don't we're not a surface level podcast. And it might start yeah. out like that, but once we get going. <laughs> so <clears throat> once you get through that design process you know, the the artwork is one part, right? But if the artwork is great and the actual textile sucks, like people aren't going to wear it. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I highly doubt that. I mean, I've, you know, I've been able to, you know, just based on what I'm seeing, you guys use really high quality stuff. It's made in the USA. Like it's no joke. And, and you know, you guys use the same apparel of these really high quality brands so it's not like you're putting something on a gildane t-shirt nothing wrong with gildane but you know it's not the best but um so then how does that how does that all play into one another
1: so i believe that uh quality is always better than quantity Mm -hmm. and i've learned that i mean my professor taught me that uh since i was in college and how people trust you as a company mm-hmm. and the only way that people are going to trust you as a company is that if that product fits well uses well and it actually does well in the or wherever you are but in our preferences the outdoors right and uh i've seen companies fall through because of that and i feel like me launching this kickstarter is the leap of faith because i'm pretty much putting out there hey this is my top quality clothing you've got to trust me in order to buy it. Right. And the only way to do that is if, if, if those people that trust me to actually get the stuff or actually get the, um, apparel. And, um, I mean, my vendors out of Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. it's one of my, uh, one of my friends that I met along the way, just like you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, he does all my full fulfillment and I design and he puts it together and we, we get the ball rolling. And that's what it's going to be like from here on out, and. uh i really think that later on uh we're going to have our own actual uh, we'll, we use vendors for the clothing but at the end of the day we're going to have our own thing like the big guys do and that's where we have to start that's when every everybody starts like that and that's how you have to do it um right but yeah we don't we don't we don't screw around with uh, the with the apparel the quality and um uh, that's why on the kickstarter you can see the prices it's it's and it's affordable too. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to just blow someone off and scam them of buying something that's created uh just for the money. It's right. not for the money, it's actually just for the brand. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And you know that's a that's a real testament to you as a person too because you know, you're you're more in it for being able to, you know, bring people to your platform and and be like, Hey, this is my artwork and this is how I perceive the environment and why we need to preserve it and conserve it and, you know, be stewards. Right. And, you know, is there anything that you're doing right now that's kind of leaning towards that direction? Like, do you have any plans for drift dog to kind of portray that in your brand? Cause it seems as though like the way you're designing things, you see the outdoors as a, as multiple different things, right? We can go fishing, We can go hunting, you know, you growing up in Tennessee, I'm sure you did both of those things. Right. And living on your, you know, father-in-law's farm. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's gotta be something there, right. Where it's, it's very much so like um, how Theodore Roosevelt saw the outdoors. And I don't know if you're familiar with his um, with how he interacted with the national park system, but he's basically the father of the national park system here in the U S so um, Not that that really kind of relates to drift dog, but I I feel as though you know it relates to you as a person, right? And and how you're kind of going about and your steps in creating this brand.
1: Like from the beginning, we actually have to compete with one thing, and as I I didn't want to do just fly fishing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do the outdoors in a whole because I also didn't want to intimidate people. Hey, you don't fly fish, you can't have this. Right. Like you know, and I feel like that's what the big guys kind of show to people um and that's the whole thing with finding your drift is actually getting people that you know that maybe maybe they like the outdoors maybe they don't or they don't see the outdoors as much to get out there and, and do that and um later on like right now i cannot compete with three things like uh, hunting fishing and right. or climbing or whatever we want to do so right now it's an all-outdoor brand uh, and it's going to be like that for the whole, the whole time it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be here <laughs> on earth. So, yeah. um, so that's where we are right now, uh, in, in that scheme of things. But, um, as, as things progress, we're going to be moving towards all, uh, triangles of, uh, the outdoors.
0: Yeah. Now, have you come into any challenges thus far? I mean, creating this brand, I'm, 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 I'm almost certain that you have so far. I mean, everyone does, right?
1: Challenge, Yeah. The challenge is for me, it's the numbers. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, de- I'm a designer. She's a marketer. She can do, she can do numbers. Mm-hmm. But the thought into going, doing that while having a lifestyle at the same time, it's hard for me to plug in uh, that. But after that, after I get designs out, after I get them to the vendors and after I do all the uh, things I have to do as a, uh, an entrepreneur. Uh, it's, it's on the, I mean, it's, it's going to be uh, on the roll and, yeah. uh, it's, it is, it's tough, but I love it so much that it's not, it's not tough enough. I can, we can get through it. So yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And, and it's funny. Like once you find that thing that you're passionate about and that you love and it's like, you wake up early and you're man, like, Hey, I got a really busy day today, but I'm going to hit the gym and then I'm going to go and I'm going to grind for the next 15 hours and it's going to be great, you know, and it's going to be awesome. And, you know, it's in, in a way, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I love having these conversations, you know, and talking to like-minded people about doing something that they love to do. And the fact that it's all about the ocean and the outdoors, I mean, that's like the icing on the cake because, you know, if you're not outdoors, I don't yeah. want to even, you know, why even talk to you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah, so then where do you um, where do you kind of see Drift Dog going? I mean, now I know you're you're kind of in this beginning stage, but what's kind of the future? Like, where, what's the five year view for once Drift Dog is like off the ground and running?
1: I, I really want to be. Um, well, we have an online presence, so we're going to actually have DriftDog.com. We already mm-hmm. have it. It's it's already up. But it's not plugged in until the Kickstarter is finished, obviously, because we don't want people buying on the website directly until the Kickstarter is finished. Sure. Make sense. Uh, so makes sense. Oh, presence. You're going to be able to actually go on there every first month and you'll be able to buy it right then in there. We're going to have a number of apparel items. So as soon as, as soon as they are purchased, mm-hmm. they, they are no longer available. So that becomes limited edition. Um, the next for the next five years, uh, I'm the type of guy that everything that's going to come up in my life, just like, like just how this happened, mm-hmm. I'm going to do. And uh, I feel like that's if you have expectations, then you're going to be actually a negative. I feel like drift that's also finding your drift. You got to I mean, I feel like if we just sit back and, and do what we need to do, it's going to naturally happen. Mm-hmm. A business relationship, so uh, that's that's another thing, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's how a lot of businesses uh end up, I mean, getting in the ditch is uh, they they try so hard at what they want to happen, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen because of how much energy they're putting, they have to be they have to have a balance amount. and i do, I mean, it's gonna naturally happen, What right? Costs. A, a big joke comes and uh, we're talking to him or, or you meet the head of a huge company that, I mean, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And let's touch upon that some more because it's funny. It's been happening to me more and more. And as I keep going through this process of creating my thing and just, you know, going through a, a, as a career, as a captain and, and just going through life in general, right? You meet certain people that take you to that next level. Right, and you get into yourself into situations yeah. that you either have the decision to part one way and not, and maybe discontinue what mm-hmm. you were doing, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, or you know just to kind of keep trudging on and 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 just accept failure and quit, right? But it's it's taking that different path that is leading you to somewhere else that you didn't really intend on being, or maybe talking to someone else that, Hey, you know, would you be interested in this? And you just saying yes and taking that opportunity and maybe it's uncomfortable, you know, it's probably going to pretty, be pretty scary, but the fact that you take it and, and just try that new thing, it's weird what happens, right? Like, you know, you saying yes to that fly reel, brought us to you talking to me in Rhode Island and having you on the podcast, like that type of relationship, you can't really put your finger on it. Right. It's like, it's almost meant to be.
1: It's, it is meant meant to be. And, um, I've noticed from the beginning of this whole drift dog uh, experiences that even though I was looking for that fly reel from John to get here, I, I when I when you talk to people and you and you care about who they are and you're not just tra- trying to be this big shot company. Yep. You make so many connections, and I'm I mean just at the beginning, like when we talking about this. I mean this is going to be on Waypoint TV. Yeah. I and mean, guess who worked for Waypoint TV for a whole summer or two? Ben, like, I know. A summer, and it was I mean it was me. Like I mean last, life, uh, and I was working for the, uh, the the tribe there. We we call them the tribe and. Um, what they do there and, and how much they uh, have the passion for the company. And I mean, that grew me. And if you, and if I wasn't there at wait point, I mean that we wouldn't have had that conversation. And I think that, uh, every single thing that happens every single day is, uh, is meant to happen. Uh, that's how I live my, live yeah. my life. Yeah. So,
0: Hey, I, I, you know, and it's funny, 2020 for me at least, and I feel like a lot of people, um, that has been more true than ever. Right. It's like the moments that you take, you either, you can either sit around and dwell or you can make stuff happen. Yeah. Right. And exactly. And it's like these moments, like the fact that you work for waypoint TV and all of a sudden I'm talking to Hunter who is um, a great guy working for waypoint. He's bringing me on as a part of their collective. I'm like, who knew? Right. And for me, at least I was out in Hawaii driving boats. Right. Right having a grand old time. All of a sudden, coronavirus comes. I fortunately had started this podcast while I was out there. And when coronavirus came, I came home and I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Real bummer, not in Hawaii, because who doesn't like Hawaii, right? I mean, guavas and mangoes grow everywhere. The women are beautiful. The beaches are amazing. The boat's great. Um, But now we're back in Rhode Island. Love Rhode Island too. So let's just keep pushing away. Let's just pitter patter, keep plugging away, keep chipping away. And, you know, it's cool to talk to someone that's on the same path, just on a little bit different of a trajectory, right? Different platform, same path. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we didn't touch upon is, you know, well, we touched upon a little bit, but how you and your wife are working together and her role in this. And I feel like, you know, she's probably your rock in this, right? She's kind of the, the voice of reason at times, maybe to damper the frustration. And yeah, you are too, because this is a partnership, right?
1: So when I woke up that, uh, that one morning and, uh, I, we, I had the idea of drift dog that we talked about before, mm-hmm. Uh, Meg and I, we had a little conversation about what, what this is going to be. And she had no even idea of what drift dog was. It was just in my mind. And I had to communicate that as a, as a husband right. and um, about what we wanted to do. And, um, I went fishing and came back and she was already marketing it. And, uh, I mean, we saw the people loving it more than I loved it. And, right. and all the support that we had coming from family and friends and, um, and we had all these ideas. We've had dozens of ideas of marketing or anything like, or jobs or something like that. And um, this one worked out, and and that's where we are right now. And um, I mean, we have already had 1,100 followers in wow. less than I think like two and a half, three months. That's really cool. And and they're real people, and they're actual people we know. They're they're all out, outdoorsy or and people that support us. They I mean, they're people that even that don't even go outside that love it. So that's where we are now. And it's, it's, uh, we're happy about it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. And to see the growth, you know, already it's really cool to see and it's all organic and it's not, you know, people buying followers and it's, it's, it's real people enjoying what you guys have to offer and, and just wanting to be a part, part of the team and part of the family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where do you kind of see drift dog? Um, after the Kickstarter, like we have the Kickstarter coming up, what's what's kind of the next step here?
1: So after the Kickstarter, uh, we're actually going to be uh, just moving. If it's completed, we're going to be moving forward into the next design, just mm-hmm. online We'll be able to purchase online. Uh, but if it is if it is not completed, we'll actually have the Kickstarter uh, where online um, that was in the the October edition because we have an inventory that we have to um, actually. Sure. You know give out uh, but we are hoping that's completed so that we can move on uh to the next stuff and i i feel like that people that's going to get people excited about it and um, uh right now if we had everyone all our followers just give to us ten dollars mm-hmm. we would be completed like right if everyone just gone right now and just gave us ten dollars we'd be done right and that's what it takes and i mean i know everyone's not gonna everyone's not gonna do that it takes some time it takes some energy to click a button but or just give even money to people right. uh, that, but, but coming from me, we, they have to trust us and our quality of clothing. And I totally get that. Cause I would be in the same boat as them.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, you know, Ben, it's been a real pleasure, you know, getting to talk to you today. What, where can people find more out about drift dog and what, where can people get involved?
1: Though so we're more involved on Facebook right now with the actual uh, our audience. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's Drift Dog Outfitters. If you just search
1: Drift Dog, we're the uh the uh, black and white logo like this. Okay. Um, but on Instagram we're Drift Dog Outfitters. And then you can also email uh us, Meg and I, at drift Outfitters at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um but the most important thing right now would be the Kickstarter, and it, and even if you don't want to get buy our clothing, you can see that you can donate a dollar to something that you believe in. And right. You don't have to, you don't have to believe in it, but just just look at it and just, you know, just, just watch the video, and I promise you, it's it's gonna it's gonna make you happy. And if you're uh, if you love the outdoors, and it is um, a really
0: nice video, I will yeah, say. Whoever-
1: yeah, we uh, our one of our great friends that did our actually wedding video at one four eight films is just mm-hmm. like locally in chattanooga he's a he uh won best of the best in chattanooga and uh he's been our, our really good friend um and mentor for a little bit that's awesome. um yeah so he helped us out and uh, he's does insane filming you can tell from oh
0: very professional
1: yeah but anyways yeah if you go on kickstarter and look up drift dog it will be the first thing we're the only drift dog we're on the only with <laughs> something on kickstarter Awesome.
0: Go catch drift. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Well, you know, what, you know, you spoke about mentors and I know I'm kind of, I prematurely asked where people can get, you know, learn more about you, but it just sparked a a question that I always like to ask people is like, you know, everyone has a mentor or maybe someone that you kind of look up to and, or that person that kind of helped you along the way. Who's that been for you?
1: Alan Sheptrane probably. Yeah. Yeah. my dad. It's my dad. I mean, if you if you go if you or my if my mom's been watching. He's going to be. Like, what now you got to pick. Well, <laughs> so, um, on the outdoor side, it's going to be my dad. On yeah. the motivation of doing what I need to be doing as a um, person and right, like when I do my chores and stuff like that, and that leads me to be the who I am today. it's my mom. Yeah. So uh, right now, for drift dog, it's. I mean, if I if my dad wasn't the dad he was when, when I was a kid and he didn't take me out fishing, if he didn't take me outdoors or anything like that, I wouldn't be here probably. Right. So if, if it, you gotta, you gotta go all stretch all the way down to the, the last wire, if you're gonna talk call out that. So. yeah
0: yeah. Awesome, well, Ben. Hey, man, real pleasure being able to talk with you today and to you know share the Drift Dog story with everyone. I think you guys got something awesome going there, and I'm super excited to, you know, get get, get a hold of a shirt. I'm going to go on Kickstarter right now, and I am stoked yeah. to see Drift Dog out on you know out on the interwebs, out in the world, and people wearing it and, and catching their drift. So, yeah, yeah very stoked for you.
1: You you gotta go out there and grab you some, and then uh, later on we gotta we gotta go up there and catch us some uh, fish in Rhode Island. How about oh, that? Oh
0: yeah, dude, dude. Striper run to tog. If you if, you can, if you can brave the cold this time of year, you can you can catch some oh, pretty awesome no. to tog.
1: That's for me. I can I, I can get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Right. Well, Ben. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. And uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Along the Keel and for sticking past the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation today with Ben. Uh, he's such a great guy, and I just really love what he's doing with Drift Dog and how he's going about it, and just kind of getting the inside look as to what it's like to be in the mind of a graphic designer and creator of a brand new brand. So, I do have a very exciting announcement to make, and uh, as of today, we are officially affiliated and partnered with waypoint tv and the waypoint podcast collective you know i always have said uh during the show and i I always talk about this with friends and family that you really are you know the the five people that you hang out with most with and, and the people that you surround yourself with so to be surrounded by the folks over at waypoint tv and the waypoint podcast collective it's a real honor and humbling to uh to have made it this far you know and in a world where a lot of podcasts, they come and go, you know, being able to stick with it and to push through and, and just create an awesome content that I enjoy producing and hopefully that you enjoy listening to is uh, it's a real honor to, you know, have you a part of this journey with me. So super excited to be associated with them. You can check them out at waypointtv.com. Great podcasts, great TV shows. If you're into hunting, fishing, the outdoors, what have you, you got to check it out. Tom Roland podcast is uh, is a favorite of mine, as well as the Captain's Collective, the Wildlife Initiative. I mean, actually going on and on. They just have great content. I've been a avid listener of them even before I started the show. So it's a uh, it's it's really cool. I have to say. And with that, I just want to thank you guys for tuning into this episode with uh, Drift Dog and learning all about Ben Sherpentine. And I can't wait to show you guys the next episode I have in store with Shay Teague of Atolis. Atollus is a great company uh, created by Shea down in South Carolina, and it is the best way to keep your sunglasses safe and secure while you're out doing your favorite water sport. That's all I'm going to give you. You're going to have to wait until next week and follow us on Instagram to get some more information on the next episode of Along the Keel. But before I go, remember to work hard, do good, and be incredible. And we'll catch you on the next episode, learning more about the brands, the people, the innovators, the entrepreneurs that are built outside.